The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Namaste. Welcome to the Conscious Combo podcast. I am your host and teacher, Pippa Leslie. I'm here to share everything I learn, see, and channel. This podcast is for the conscious and curious beings who are ready to dive deeper into spirituality. I am so grateful you are here. Hi guys, welcome back. So I'm really excited today to talk to Suzanne Spooner. You might have heard of her before, but if you haven't, she is a QHHT level three practitioner. So as some of you know, I have just newly qualified as a QHHT level one intern and I've been practicing for the last couple of months. So I really wanted to bring Suzanne on today to explain a bit more about QHHT because I know some of you will be interested in it and to get to know Suzanne because she's incredible and she got to meet Dolores Cannon who's one of my spiritual teachers so I'm really excited to talk to you today Suzanne thank you so much. Oh thank you Pippa for inviting me I'm excited to chat with you. Me too so on these interviews everyone knows that I just like to get to know people it's just you know because like I'm getting you know your time is precious and you coming on is really amazing and I don't know you personally so it's just getting to know what made you go into QHHT and, you know, what was your spiritual journey like before QHHT? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a fun story. So prior to even hearing about Dolores, um, I was kind of one foot in the regular world and one foot into the spiritual world. So I was a real estate agent at that time. Um, so that was my 3d world, but I had had a gift, um, happened to me that allowed me to channel and then teach people how to channel. It's called the art of universal knowing. And what I loved about that process was it wasn't me giving people messages. It was showing people how they can receive their own messages. I think that's just a lot more empowering um, to give people that tool. So when um, I heard about Dolores the first time, it was so funny, you know, how she, I mean, just like so many, she pops up on the YouTube screen and you didn't even click on her, you know, like what the heck. And the first time I saw her, I'm like, wow, she looks just like my grandma Nettie, you know, and my grandma Nettie had passed a year or two before that. So it was just like, oh, she looks like grandma Nettie, but she's talking about ETs. And I, and at that time in my life, I'm like, I was open to it, but I just didn't quite go there. Um, and I'm like, okay, that's a little weird. And I clicked out. And then a year later, I was on a long drive by myself and I wanted to be listening to interviews and things that, um, helped me pass the time. And it was an interview of Dolores talking about, I think it was her convoluted universe book two at that time. And that just pulled me in. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's her. I remember her. And I, this, I really can wrap my head around. I really enjoyed the convoluted stories that she was telling. So um, that started me on my journey. And I, I looked at her website and, you know, I did like many did at the time. I called the office and I wanted to get a session with her right away. And I got on the list, but it was like two years out. And then I realized that she taught how she does what she does. And I had never taken a hypnosis class before. So, you know, like, well, that would be interesting. I wonder if I could do that. And so I signed up for the very next class. It was a few months away. I 
spend that time reading her books, like, like so many. And, uh, when I went into her class, um, no, I'm usually the one that wants to sit in the front row. I want to like absorb everything. Um, but for some reason with Dolores, I sat in the second row. I'm like, I want to be close. This is going to be big. You know, I might, I might want to be back just a little bit. <laughs> and, um, oh my gosh, when she walked in, you know, it's just like, you could tell this was, a very special person, very special soul. And, um, you know, it was funny because I was lucky enough to assist her pretty quickly after that first class. So I got to sit in the back of the room and just hear her say the same things over and over in different ways and same ways. And I, I love being a student. I love learning. And so that was just such a gift to me. But the funny part of that is up until the last class I assisted her at, and this was just weeks before she passed. If somebody would ask me, I would have said, Oh, you know, Dolores, she's like six foot four, you know, she's tall. She's a big lady. Um, and I had been, I stood by her many, many times. I knew this wasn't true, but in my head, she was just bigger than life. And, um, the last class, I went up to her room to escort her down to the conference room and we're talking about things. And I look at her and I'm like, Oh, gosh, you're my size. You're like you're five, two, like you're little, <laughs> but, but her persona, you know, and, and all that she was, was, was so much more grand. Um, so that's, that's how I started with QHHT. I love that. And it just, you know, the, you got a chance to meet Dolores. And I think that's really amazing because obviously I never got a chance to meet her and uh, my other spiritual teacher, Wayne Dyer, like he's, he's like my spiritual father, <laughs> do you know, it just, I never got to meet him, but what's really interesting is how I got into QHHT. Cause I haven't really told the listeners anything about QHHT yet. I wanted to wait to chat to you and then kind of bring in my, my story with it. I, I'm, I'm in Australia right now. And I remember three years ago being here, I just come out of a toxic relationship and I thought, I'm going to go find myself and do a soul discovery in Australia. And I just remember my partner, Chris, I hadn't met at the time, but I was always intrigued about past lives and I'd had a past life regression done a couple of years ago when I kind of, kind of was like, hmm, was I making it up? You know, all that kind of ego talk and Mr. Stupid. And so I I just kind of let it let it kind of go. And then I remember doing a doing a workshop and I thought I, I couldn't be a hypnotherapist. I couldn't be a past life regressionist. You know, again, that's that negative self-talk. And as I, as I went, as I met Chris, my, my current partner, we're actually uh, twin flames. I know Dolores kind of didn't believe in kind of things like that, but we are connected in that way. And he's always been into past lives. He lost his brother uh, 12 years ago, 13 years ago, and he had past life regression and realized that a lot of lies with his brother, things like that. So being with Chris really got me more into it because he was into it. So right. I just remember thinking, wow you know, what an amazing job to just, you know, not even a job, what an amazing like modality to have to be able to help people with that. So what's really interesting is my partner, Chris is very intuitive. And as you know, so many things can happen when you're connected, you can get messages through, you can have really vivid dreams. You, you know, this Suzanne, there's so many things you could, you could, you know, stories you could tell. Well, it was like August, September last year, and I've been parted from Chris for 18 months now because of COVID. So we were doing a lot of like spiritual work individually. 
And Chris had not really heard of Dolores before. He, you know, he was more into like uh, Brian Wise, you know, all uh, other ones that he'd heard of. And he'd woke up and he he channels before he goes to bed. And he won't mind me sharing this because it was quite profound. He said when he when he goes to sleep, he puts his music on and he asks to go through the door. And he says, you know, who's through the door? And this little old lady was there. And this little old lady... (laughs) said hi my name's Dolores and I'm here to send you a message and he's like well who are you and and you know why why have you come to see me and you know he he can recall this to this day and she told him the year she passed she told him the the decade she was born she told him to read the convoluted universe book one so that was like profound like a, a precise book that he'd never heard of she told him to read the book he said right and that you know oh and a message for me you know to, to you know, it, it was a message for me I think as well because it was kind of coming up Dolores was coming up for me a lot so he, he wakes up and he said right okay so who's this woman and he looked up and she, you know she she died in 2014 she was born in the 40s it, it, or the 30s it was like and he, he searched the book and he said oh my god so he bought the book and he's, he's read it now but like this is the stuff that I tell my my, my friends my followers my clients is like this 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 kind of these messages can come through to you at any time it's it's opening yourself up to that so that kind of put me on to okay there's definitely a message there and then I asked the universe to <laughs> you know am, am I meant to read Dolores's books am I meant to I, I don't know just show me the way and then it was only a few weeks later, I kept seeing the level one course on Instagram. It was on the on the sponsored thing on, on the adverts. And I was like, oh, you can you can do level one QHHT. Wow. So I started Googling it and then <laughs> I couldn't stop thinking about it. So I think at that point I was like, yeah, this this is for me. And I, I just I spent all obviously we're in, we're in the lockdown over Christmas. So last Christmas just gone, I just spent, you know, six weeks just really just putting myself into it and I absolutely loved it oh. so that was kind of my story how I got into QHHT and I just I'm, I'm so I'm, I'm so it. grateful yeah so yeah that's the first time I've told that story really so that's quite nice to be able to tell that story so I with me obviously because I'm quite still new to everything I'm I'm obviously learning um every client's different and I know how I came across you Suzanne is one of a friend of mine on Instagram who's a QHHD practitioner we just we connected on Instagram and we we started to connect and she said if you want to you know learn more about questioning and becoming a, a question master go and listen to Suzanne Spooner I was like oh okay so I, I, I YouTubed you and I uh, subscribed and I started listening to all of these these stories that you know all these all these clients you've put on to your YouTube page and I'm just blown away so one of my favorites was the Egyptian life because I I wear the ankh so I'm very I love Egyptian oh yes yeah so yes, I was listening yes. to the Egyptian one where she said she got these bangles on her arms for all like you know for the the work she'd done and the and and she started to speak the language and I got goosebumps I started to cry I was just it was, <laughs> it, and and it just because it because it resonates with you like I'm getting goosebumps now like it resonates with you doesn't it so I know you said before you've got a few favorites, but ones that you've had that you've posted, what's kind of been one of your most favorite ones that you've just been like, whoa. Oh gosh. That's like asking which kid is your favorite. You know, (laughs) that's so hard. Um, You know, I, I just have been really blessed. I've been, I'm doing this work. This is my 10th year 
of being a practitioner. So I've done a lot of sessions and, you know, the ones that I put out are, I mean, there's so many other ones that are is just as good or better, but, you know, I'm looking for certain things to put out and you need, you know, to have a good speed to the information that's coming in and interesting topics and the clients, of course, um, I never put anything out without their, um, uh, agreement that they're fine with it going out and, um, all of that. So you're seeing just a small fraction, um, on my YouTube channel, but of those that I put out, okay, well, I'm going to tell you about one I haven't put out, um, because that was also exceptional. Um, this gentleman got a hold of me. He lived up in Canada. Um, I think it was his doctor that found me interestingly. Uh, and this, he is, his health was very bad. He was in a hospice, um, situation and he wanted to have a session to see if he could heal himself. And so his doctor actually did all the arranging and got me up to Canada. Um, and I, and I was there for a couple of days and gave him a few sessions in the hospice facility. It wasn't, it wasn't a great scenario as far as quiet and, you know, what you would hope for, but it worked, it worked perfectly because it was supposed to. And, um, this man was so fascinating in his life. He just had an amazing proclivity for luck. Um, he would take a walk and find somebody had thrown something out at the curb and he found it beautiful and he'd take it and get it looked at and it'd be worth thousands of dollars. <laughs> you know, it's just, and he was this amazing artist and he had this collection of um, like old time movie posters, you know, like they used to put up in the movie theaters. Um, I mean, as in a large collection and he had started giving the collection to different universities, schools of, of motion picture, things like that. Um, but his greatest work was he was a sculptor. And when I was talking to him, he says, you know, I, I want to stay here because I, I want to go to Florence because I, I feel like I've been there before and I want to sculpt. And I know my artwork has energy in it that helps the planet and the people. And I understand, you know, what I'm doing with that. Um, so interesting guy, but really, really close to death and, you know, anything can happen. All things are possible. And his sessions were astounding. He went back to, um, life as two lives as Knights Templar, head Knights Templar, wow. one taking the Ark of the Covenant from, I want to say Spain, I may have that, that wrong, but to Ethiopia um, and talking about that journey in the Ark of the Covenant. He had one life as the master builder of, um, oh my gosh, the name is going to leave me, uh, Charts Cathedral. Mm -hmm. in France. He was one of the master builders of that and of the symbology of where things are at. Um, just amazing. And his high self was just a love and told him he absolutely can heal himself. And they really didn't care if he did or if he didn't, because he can continue the work that he's doing on the spirit side. And, you know, it's up to him to decide what he wants to do, but they told him exactly what he needed to do in order to get his, his strength back. He'd been in a hospital bed for a long time. Um, but they, they had it. Um, it was beautiful. And for a while he 
he was doing that. And um, a few months later, I got an email from his doctor saying that he had passed and that he had decided that he would rather do this work on the other side, uh, free of a physical body. So, oh, that was an amazing session that will go into a book. Um, so that, that's a cool one. Um, of the ones on YouTube, oh my gosh, there's so many cool ones. Um, there's one that I call Marvelous Mary. And Mary came to me um, very ill. I knew that she had a lot of health issues, which she didn't tell me until she got to my office several months after making the appointment at that time was that she was in hospice. And um, the doctors had told her that she wouldn't live to make this appointment or they gave her her expiration date was two weeks before her session. And I said, you know, Mary, why didn't you tell me this? You know, I would have gotten you in sooner. And she says, no, she did. I wanted to see if I could do this. I could, I can make it to, to get to you. I'm like what a woman. Oh my gosh. And she had seven pages of, um, of things that were wrong with her body, catastrophic issues. The, the primary one being she had a ballooning ascending aorta. She had had a ballooning descending aorta that had been repaired in surgery, but she was in such dire straits that they couldn't open her up. This would blow if, if they did. So she was not in good shape. Um, a very challenging life as most humans have. Um, and as we found out in her session, you can hear this, um, that life, and it was uh, mainly her relationship in that life that was so toxic. She had taken on so much of her partner's um, issues and it was affecting her physical body. Her, her physical body really was her own issues a little bit, but mostly his, and she didn't want him to have pain or have him to have consequences for the choices he was making. So she took it all on. And one of the coolest things that happened in her session it was so funny because her high self tells me what it's doing is it's healing the body. And it said this astounding thing, which I'll tell you in a sec. And, and I was like, say what, what, what did you just say? You know, but he, it was, it was still going. So I didn't want to interrupt it. And I, I waited till it finished. And I'm like, can we go back to that? You know, can you explain that? Because what it said was it was looking at her heart and it says her heart is enlarged, but we're okay with that. They said, because she's meant to love and her body can handle an enlarged heart due to this. That's not the concern. And it says, oh, by the way, we're looking at the descending aorta and that was fixed. Okay. Not great. So we're just going to go in and do, you know, a few more repairs on that. I'm like, well, of course, of course you will. And it was moving up to the ascending aorta and it says, okay, so this is, this is not good, but we can, we can work with this. We're bringing in a material, a fabric from another planet it's lighter than air and stronger than steel, and it's going to hold everything in place. And if the surgeons opened up and they touched their scalpel to it, the scalpel would shatter because it's, it's, it has such a high vibration to it. And she's going to be fine. And she thought that she came here today as an end of life session to put things in order, but we're here to tell her she starts to live her life today. And her job is to heal herself and we're going to help her. And then she is to take her massive amount of medical records that she's acquired over the years. And she's to speak to the doctors and the doctor students and hold them up and say, I healed myself. 
I healed myself and to be a teacher to them. Um, and that session was, oh my goodness, that session was probably six or seven years ago. And she's doing fabulous. She's healed. She's made the changes in her life that she needed to make. And that, you know, it's, it's human life. And that took a little bit of back and forth before she did, but she did. And um, she's, she's awesome. So that was a fun one. I think I just, it blows me away how, how instant the healing can be and how some of the stories Dolores talks about in, in, in her sessions and you, you, you listen, you have to rewind it and you think, what? And <laughs> it, it does, it blows you away. And I just, again, with, I think the skeptical mind, you know, we all have that skeptical mind somewhere. And as you become more spiritual, the skeptical mind just shrinks. And I think, you know, I've always been open to everything and, and that's kind of, a, you know, a, a plus for doing QHHT because you've got to have that open mind to anything can happen in a session. Right. You know, I, I always get that. You probably get asked this a lot, Suzanne, but people say, oh, you know, was, was my session similar to another session? I was like, no, <laughs> like every session <laughs> is like never alike. unique. And I think <laughs> what I love about the sessions is it's, it reminds me of each individual, you know, we're all, we're all, we're all connected, but we're all very unique in our DNA and who we are and our personalities. So it's the same with a session. That's exactly how it comes out in a session. I think my favorite part is my favorite part is just chatting to the subconscious at the end. It's just how they just switch into like, yes. you know, some of them are really quirky. Some of them are quite funny. Some of them are quite like strict. It's just, it's just so funny. It, it, it just makes me laugh. But one question I, I wanted to ask you, Suzanne, was, Obviously, you've had a session, you've had your own session, I, I presume, with a practitioner. So, you know, what are some of the things that you've, you know, being the client, have you found profound from the other, you know, the other side of not being a practitioner? You know, is there some things that, you know, some of the challenges that you've had through through, through your life as QHHT help with that? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, I, I'll tell you, I'll go back to the very first session I had, and that was at level one. So back then, we didn't have online classes that, that hadn't become a thing yet. So these were all live classes in Arkansas, or where I went, where Dolores lived. And um, so that very first session, this is so funny. Um, I we we would all the whole class, we spent a day taking turns of being the practitioner, being the client, being an observer. Um, and we're all just meddling through it, of course, because we've never done this before. And I um, grouped up with this lovely couple, love them, um, very nice. And so he was giving me the session. I was the client, he was the practitioner, she was the observer. And this is so funny because I think I'm so open-minded to this all. Um, and I'm like, okay, I know I can be anything. I can be anywhere, but I think I'm going to be a princess. I just, I'm going to be a princess. You know, I'm going to have a castle, you know, so get ready. You know, I didn't say that. I'm thinking this all, you know, like, okay, let's do this. And so I, you know, we go through the process, we begin and he's like, what's the first thing that you see? And I'm just utterly confused because what comes to me is a jungle. And I'm like, oh, hold on, you know, like, are there castles and jungles? I don't think there's castles and jungles. You know, this is not, this is not what I planned. And, you know, and I'm like, no, just go with it, you know, help the poor guy out, you know, and I'm in my head is just going flipping and flopping left and right of what is happening here. And he, he says, you know, 
look down and tell me what you're wearing. And I, you know, in my mind's eye, I looked down and I said, well, not much. <laughs> I looked down, I'm like in a loincloth, right? I'm a, I'm a dude. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm a guy. You're like, no, no, this, you know, I'm supposed to be a princess, you know? And I'm like, whoa, I'm a guy, you know, <laughs> I'm checking it all out. I'm definitely male. And um, it was such an amazing life. And it, it was in like the um, Amazon region uh, of South America. And it was this, this small community and the medicine man I loved. And he, you know, I saw him sitting in his hut and I'd love to go spend time with him. And he had the best smile and he had very few teeth, but just the most loving smile. And I'm looking at him, Pippa, and I'm like, I'm seeing the medicine man but I instantly recognize it's my father, my late father from this life. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, dad, good job. You know, how cool. And so, you know, it was a great lesson to me on expectations, Mm. you know, you know, if I was a princess, it wasn't going to be shown at that time, but it was a really great lesson into, wow, you just have to really be open to what your high self or subconscious wants to show you because it's really the director of the day. It knows exactly what every client needs to experience. And, you know, I think that's the joy of our job is um, just being very compassionate guides to help them through this process. Because, you know, like what I said earlier about what I like about talk was that it wasn't me giving them messages. And what I loved about Dolores's process that got me really excited about learning it was hers is the same as she's, we don't heal anybody. We don't give them any answers. We guide them to the part of them that can access that. And that is empowering. Um, and it doesn't go through somebody else's filter. It's just coming through them. And, um, that's, that's what I loved so much from the very beginning. I love that. And that's, again, I'm, I'm, I'm a princess Disney fanatic. So I was kind of the same, like I was definitely a princess in a, in a past life, but again, you know, you, you get shown whatever's meant for you on, you know, on that day. And that's what I kind of think is profound because you've probably got thousands of lives, but you know, you could do a a session on yourself in 10 years and different lives will come up at that time to help you on that day. A different session on yourself tomorrow and the next day and the next day and it'd be completely different yeah. from each and every one of those right because well, you're I, a different well, person I, what I found quite profound was when I had my session as a client she asked had I had past life regression done before I said yeah but just by you know a hypnotherapist she wasn't in any special modality and I remember I had that when I oh god what, about eight years ago when I just first was on my spiritual journey and even to this day, I can recall those lives. There was three of them. And I, and I can recall my parents. I can recall my, my little brother who died. I, you know, it was like I lived it. And, and that's, the, that, that's the thing that I just thought, you know, wow, I thought about it. And I think about it a lot, like the huge things that were eight years ago. And I remember them like that. So yeah, even the ones that I had done with a QHHC practitioner was... I, I just it blew me away like I was in Italy I was I was one of my questions before I went into session was why am I so drawn to this part of the world Australia New Zealand and one of the lives the subconscious showed me was I was an aborigine I was I lived in in Australia as as in a tribe and and at the end my subconscious said well you asked so we had to show you the life so you kind of knew why you had this pull to tribal lives and 
I'm moving to New Zealand and that's like a very Maori culture and that's what I love tribe stuff like when I watched uh, Maori do the haka I cry I get really I get really like oh goosebumps I'm getting goosebumps now thinking about it when I see them doing this this dance that's you know it's it's just so old and ancient that they've always done and they used to do it to you know one off other tribes it was kind of like an intimidation dance so I remember watching that for the first time a few years ago thinking I know that dance I've seen that dance before (laughs) and I think that's kind of when you explore life like you'll know Suzanne you know anyone listening you've got you've got a draw to go to Canada to America to Tibet you know you've got all these places that you're drawn to and there's probably a reason why you're drawn to those places there's probably meshes there for you there's probably lives that you've had there you know my partner Chris had a very interesting past life regression he was what well, I can't think of his name now he's one of the the generals in the Mongols when the Mongols were ruling it's it Kingus Khan is it and he he was reeling out all these names of all these generals and all these people who worked with him. And he actually, at the end, he Googled it all and he was like, oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Uh, so he did. Yeah, I really want to listen to that because he said the recording he, he got sent, he'd, he'd had it done when his brother had passed and his brother and, and him were best friends in that life. And I was actually in that life, but he didn't know it was me at the time. And... He said when his brother came through, when he was doing the past life regression, the whole recording just went shh and he couldn't hear anything when his brother came through. So, you know, he just knew that, you know, that the the vibration completely changed in the room because his, his late brother had come through to give him a message and stuff like that. So I just think, I think with people who are interested in past life regression, you're always going to get the ego, Mr. Stupid saying, am I making this up? This is just coming from my brain. Da, 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 da. And it's, but it, you can't make something up like that, you, you know, and you go to these amazing places and sometimes you go to places you've never even seen before, you know, right. as in that. I just think it's so fascinating, but the ones that take you back to, I really wanted to ask you, have you had, I think you probably have, because you've mentioned it before, people going back to like Lemuria and Atlantis. Have you had a few of those coming through? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times that's that's a fun conversation to have with their high self, because often, you know, it's fun when you when you do sessions, when similar information comes through in different sessions, different people. Right. But same info. And, you know, a lot of those sessions they'll talk about so many of the souls from those civilizations are back on the planet right now because we're we're on that brink of big change and you know we're kind of taking what we learned from those experiences to help us through this great grand shift of consciousness that we're in right now so um like you said everything's all connected and uh it's beautiful to see how that um weaving um, is in place and, uh, how we're never alone. You know, we're always, we're always part of this bigger part of us that knows everything. And, you know, and, and going back to what you just said, I'd love to talk about this just a little bit, um, about Mr. Stupid and the left analytical mind, you know, that's, I like to explain to clients that that's part of what we signed up for here. You know, we, we came into a planet of duality. It's, it's love, hate, war, peace, Mm. um, sweet, sour, it's everything in a dualistic form because in this 
environment, we learn a lot of lessons in, the, in that duality. So we literally have our brain separated into two hemispheres. And we, we, the left brain, you know, we'll, we'll talk a lot about being analytical. It's our organizer, our number cruncher. It's also the part of our brain will want, where we entertain fear. And that's part of the package that we came into. But the cool part is we're learning how to let go of fear. And, and what they say in sessions a lot is that we are integrating the left side to be like the right side. Um, it's a beautiful thing, but this right side that has all the answers and all the knowing and has always had it, we've had it every second of each of our lives. It's interesting because what we can see so clearly now, because of the way the world is, is that we've been trained over hundreds and hundreds of years to quiet down that right brain, to not trust it. Um, to rely on the analyzing of the left brain, because we all have this knowledge. If you just ask yourself a question and trust the first thought that comes to mind, it's the right answer. It's coming from that, that part of you that knows everything we're taught to do the opposite. Don't you dare just blurt out the first thing that comes to mind. You know, you think about it, you analyze it pro and con it, get paralysis by analysis, and then just throw it away because you're not smart enough to figure that out. That's how we've been raised. And if we're, if we follow that model, then what happens is we stay in a state of confusion and we rely upon authority to guide us, not our own sovereign authority outside. And those are people that like to control. Yeah. So the beautiful part about where we're at in the world right now with all the chaos that's, that's showing is that a lot of us are thinking, Hey, wait, that just doesn't feel right. You know, I think I'm going to do this instead. I'm going to, I'm going to look into this crazy topic because it really interests me and what's the truth. And we're learning to, to understand that we have these answers within us. And the beauty of quantum healing hypnosis is that it, it gives people the experience of really diving into that right side of the brain and understanding that they carry all of this knowledge within us. And, and that left side, you know, I like to give a lot of love to it is I don't call it Mr. Stupid, you know, it's just a part <laughs> of us that, that gets us to the same place, just in a wonkier, more challenging fashion. And, you know, I even have, um, it's an old session clip. It's one of the first ones I put up. It's not even on the same page that I have now. Um, but if you, if you, if you look on YouTube for Suzanne Spooner, the ego, it'll pop right up. That was such a groundbreaking session for me in how I perceived that left side of the brain. It, it, the client was actually a practitioner and um, we were in the high self portion of her session and she was saying things about the client's ego and it's in the high self was saying, you know, she really has a good relationship with her ego and she doesn't really battle it. You know, they're kind of in agreement. And it, for the first time ever, I thought, gosh, I wonder if I could talk to her ego. Mm. Like, that's weird. I've never even thought of that. And so, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, well, maybe her ego would like to come up and say something to us. And I'm just like sitting beside her like this, you know, let it happen, <laughs> let it happen, let it happen. And it was so cool. You can hear it on the recording. She just kind of the voice shifts a little bit and it's like utter surprise. And, and her ego starts and says, wow, wow, wow. Nobody's ever asked to talk to me. 
wow, this is amazing. You know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, what do you ask the ego? I hadn't had any preparation for this, you know? And so I started interviewing the ego and it is so funny. It's so politically incorrect what it says, but it's so hilarious and so loving. And it's like, I'm not a bad person, you know, I'm I'm not a bad part of her. You know, I, this is what I do, you know, and I'm doing it really good. And uh, I think I said something about, okay, okay, ego, what do you think about negative self-talk? And she's so funny. Pippa, she goes, oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, that's so naughty. And she says, no, it's great. Because, because when you do negative self-talk, like after a while, you'll get fed up with it. And then you'll really look like, no, I am not that I am this, you know, I'm better than that. And again, it gets you back to where you need to be just in a different, longer path. And that session taught me to respect our left side so much. And it's really doing a lot of work right now to let go of fear. And so, you know, the way that I approach all of that now is let's work with it. Um, We're not killing it off. That's such a terrible thing to say, to kill off a part of ourselves. Um, We're learning to help it expand upward to know that it doesn't need to work with fear anymore. That's, you know, Dolores like to say, um, fear is just entertainment, you know, we don't need it. And that's been, you know, in 10 years, I just am so grateful for all these life lessons that I learned from my client sessions. And, and I like my brain to keep expanding and, um, it's, it's amazing work. And it's, it's such an honor to show people that they hold all this information and knowledge within and how to tap into it. It is beautiful. And I really agree with you with the ego because I do a lot of ego work with clients and just I love teaching about it because I think ego has got this bad rap at the moment where it's like, again, like you said, it's supposed to be this like devil on your shoulder of like, you know, it's not like it's just this compassionate, loving part of you, but that wants to protect you and keep you back from harm and things like that. But it's a it's a huge part of who you are, you know you'll know this Suzanne back when we were cavemen and cavewomen the ego was there just as much it was more about survival it was about keeping you safe you know of all these predators out there but as we've evolved now it's attached to wrong you know the wrong things but I trust that it's never the right or wrong thing you know the ego teaches you so much about yourself and I think having compassion for that part of yourself because it's helping you grow and it's Again, the ego and the triggers, you know, when I, whenever I get a bit, mm, didn't like that or a bit anxious about something, I question it, I explore it. And that's what QHHT is kind of all about as well. You've got questions, you explore it and everything's within you. And right. I, like, I agree when you said, we're not doing the healing, we're just the facilitator. We're just here to just be a holding hand of, you know, spirit and, and, and you. So I just agree with, you said it's an honor. Like, I just feel like honored to. That's what I said to my partner. I said since becoming an intern and practicing on 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 people, I just I feel honored to be talking to people's subconsciouses and 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 exploring these lives with them and and just being like a little like a little Jiminy Cricket, you know, going through all these lives with them. And <laughs> it's funny because I was I was staying with a friend a couple of weeks ago out further inland in a lovely Queenslander home, like those old on, on stilts or a really beautiful home. And I was doing, I was just doing talking about QHHT and I was telling her about it. And 
she wasn't ready for a session, but she was really intrigued by it. And I just thought, and I mentioned about, you know, I've always been a Disney fanatic. I've always loved Disney and I bring Disney into my work. And I always, I was started talking about these different things. And I thought, well, the subconscious, you know, it's like Jiminy Cricket. It's there to guide you. It's there to head. And uh, I, I sat on the, the deck and there was a huge cricket. Like it was about that big. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've got the video of it. I was like, oh, so I just, and I, I remember doing a video on Instagram and I put the Pinocchio sound on and I just thought, how cool is that? So I've just been talking about your subconscious and Jiminy Cricket and then there's a cricket on, on the deck. And of course, that's, that's where I just have those little moments of thank you. You know, I just sit and just say thank you for just for saying, yeah, yeah. You know, all these little confirmations and yeah, I just think like, you know, with the ego, it's, I love how Wayne describes the ego. It's about edging God out. And it is, you know, he says what it stands for. And I just think because it's so popular right now in, in social media and on, you know, with all the work people are doing, it does, it, it gets a bad rap, I think, you know, when it's, it's, it's not, it's a part, like you said, it's a part of us. It's, it's a huge part of us. We don't want to get rid of it. You know, we, it's, it's meant for us now, isn't it? Like, I think we've always had that part of us, haven't we? Even back in Atlantis and Lemuria times, it's always been a part of who we are. And I think that's quite profound really, because, you know, these different species on different planets, they don't really have that ego mind. And I think that's kind of, you know, that's kind of unique to us. So I'm quite proud I have an ego because that's that's who we are as a human being. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's why we come here, you know, to, to deal with it all and have all the experiences from the highest highs and the lowest lows. And it seems like why in the world would we pick this place and these horrible things that can happen to us that that it's like a masterclass in being a soul. You know, you you I think, my understanding is, you know, the lifetimes that we have here propel us quickly through or quicker through a soul's full experience. Um, and then we can, you know, then we go to other places and kind of have a vacation life and, you know, not have the, the extreme highs and lows of an earth life. But, you know, as Dolores loved to say in class, you know, if you're walking on the planet at this time, you have the golden ticket because so many souls want to be here for this great change that we're going through as, as humanity and as the planet. And, um, those that can't be in physical body or surrounding the planet, watching it, helping us. And it, you really have to appreciate the gift of being here at this time, even though it can look quite opposite of that. Yeah. Do you believe that we can stop having lives? Do you believe that we can just absorb into spirit and just be like an, a garden angel? Be yeah. yeah. I think there, you know, there's many different levels and and infinite experiences to have. So you know, I that's a, like a quantitative question that may not have a quantitative answer. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think that you know, I think I don't think it's the end. It's definitely you know. God or source or whatever you put to that and, and merging back in with that. I think we, we're going back and forth to that often. I think we do it in our sleep. I think we do it in between lives. I think we do it at, at specific points of our blueprints. Um, but the having the physical body or, you know, being on other planets, having those lifetimes of experience are, you know, source experiencing itself in, in infinite ways. And you know, this uh, session that I'm getting ready to put out, 
that part of her that was just, it was just incredibly intelligent and was talking about that subject and said, you know, it's, we're all that, that's, that's what we are. And when we, as soon as we step out of this body, this physical body at the end of the life, there is no time, you know, time is an earth thing and um, everything's just instant in there. So, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to wrap sometimes our, our, our earth heads around those concepts. Yeah. It's, I was just but, thinking about parallel universes, like my partner, Chris talked about yeah. that a lot and that even that really hurts your brain to think about. I don't <laughs> know if you've seen, there's a video that Wayne Dyer plays a lot when in his speeches and his talks and, it's funny because Chris, my, my partner Chris is a scientist. He's Dr. Chris Mortensen, but we we call him the spiritual scientist because he's got this spiritual mind and then scientific mind. And he was talking about this video and then we watched Wayne and Wayne spoke about it. There's been a lot of similarities with things like that. And it's the the deep Hubble field, you know, the telescope that just like looked up to a certain point of the sky for 10 days and then zoomed in and if you haven't watched it, I'll send it to you, but and I'll probably put it on the show notes. People can have a look at it when you're having a bad day or you're having a low vibe day and you just feel like life's crap. And you're like, Oh, just watch that three minute video. And it, you'll think, Oh my God, how small we are compared to this universe that you cannot even comprehend how big it is. And there's, you know, Wayne talks about it on, on his, he says, what's at the end of that? Does it keep going? Do you go through another hole? Like, <laughs> And this deep Hubble field, when you zoom in, it zooms back out. That's just that little postage stamp size of of that part of the sky. So you've got the right. rest of it, and just the amount. Like I'm, I get goosebumps thinking about it. It just the, all the stars and the galaxies and the sun, like everything's got just. Oh my god! It just you can't even put it into words. What what life is out there, and, and we think we're the only life. No, there's just you so know, that, many. That of, you know, in, in our work, you know, lifetimes can be anything. They can be in physical bodies, um, but they can be very abstract. You know, they can be nothingness, light, vibration, frequency, colors, other dimensions, other realities. And one of the, I think it was the last session that I put out at the end of last year, 21. Um, it was a really nice gentleman. He was retired and, uh, his life was so abstract. So it takes a lot of questions and answers to figure out what he is, what's going on around him. Well, he was plasma before the big bang, we find out. And his job is just to expand and contract and expand and contract. But all the while he's holding space for, I believe it was one photon, just one photon, but expanding and contracting. And then the big bang occurs and the photon goes out and his high self says that was um, awareness before creation. Wow. You know, it's like, you can't make this stuff up. You've you actually just, just, crack, it, it, you've just cracked something for me. I My first practice session was with a friend who's very spiritual. Two of her three lives were just insane. The first one, she was just, she couldn't explain what she was. And that that's just, you've just put it to me what it was. Cause I was still new and I was kind of asking so many questions and I was saying, so, you know, what, what do you look like? She's like, oh, I'm just, I float and I just contract and I move. And she was just, she was just pure energy. That's all she could describe herself. Mm-hmm. She said, and she was just so how she spoke. She was like, 
ah, just, and she was just pure awareness. Like she had no personality really. She was just energy. And so I was like, how do you move? She's like, well, I can change shape. I can like, and this was my first session. I'm like, oh my God. So, and then, but then she moved up to these, she could see these steps, but she said, no, that's to another realm and I'm not supposed to go there. And she got near it and she said, I don't like it. So I was like, oh, okay, you can turn around, you know, you don't need to go through it. And, and she just was like moving and I don't know how she, she wasn't walking. She wasn't flying. She was just like you said, expanding, contracting. And then her second life, she was a, a furry on, on planet earth. And her voice completely changed this squeaky little furry voice, which I thought was so cute. And listening back to it, you know, she lived in this forest somewhere, somewhere on the earth. We couldn't really get to where it was really. And these humans came and destroyed the part. It might've been out in the Amazon. I don't know, but it was definitely somewhere on earth. And these, and she could hear loud noises and she was like, you could tell it was really affecting her. And she said, no, no, no. And she was getting upset. And then, you know, all these humans like bulldoze these trees. But before that happened, she was explaining where she lived. She lived in this little hole in a tree and she had like a little bed, which was this big. And I was just like, oh my God, it's like Thumbelina. <laughs> it just, and like, right, I know. And but she was really upset, you know, her family and her, and she said the home was ruined and it, and it just, it, you know, she got really upset. I had to give her a moment just to, you know, kind of cry and, and she said, these humans, why do they do this? They're destroying this beautiful planet. And it was really profound, you know, for people to listen to. So I'm actually going to get her to sign release so I can post that as one of my first, my first ever session. Got I got thrown in the deep end. But oh, that's awesome. It really was. <laughs> so I, I'm going to ask her, can I, can I so post that? Ones like yeah. that? So you know, Dolores always said, um, you only, they only give you what you can handle. So pat yourself on the back. That's a, that's a big session to get for your first one. <laughs> it was, yeah. it was really. And, you know, obviously I, I won't share like too much about one of the sessions, but one of the sessions was really, really hard for me. Uh, and as a challenge, it was, she stayed in this life, but when she was a child and, uh, you know, she was sexually abused and things like that. So that was really hard, you know, to, to guide her through that without having too much of the discomfort, not the pain, the discomfort of it, the reminder of it. So, you know, that again, I've been throwing the deep end. A few of my QHHT friends said, Oh my God, you've been throwing the deep end. And they said the same, you've obviously been thrown that way because you can handle it. And it just gives me that bit of confidence to say, yeah, I can handle it. You know, I can. And I'm, I just want to see that life as much as they do. So again, being that question, question master, and you helped me a lot with that. So thank you so much, Suzanne, for your videos. Cause they just, they help me just ask more questions and be nosy. Yeah. Well, okay. So I'll tell you my secret to my questions. Well, number one, Dolores was the queen of question asking. So I felt like, you know, when she was alive and I got to be, you know, one-on-one -on -one with her at lunch or, or, you know, listening to her in class, you know, I felt like I was like underneath her armpit, like going, well, how'd you ask that? Why'd you ask that? You know, what made you want to do that? So I just, I was absorbing a lot, but in my sessions, you know, you know, as, as we do with this work, we sit and talk with them for a long time before we do the hypnosis and, and they tell us their life story, which is so important to do because we get to understand who they are a little bit better. And, and, um, but I'm, I'm listening to their life story and there's a little category in my head that goes, 
you know, I wonder what that's about. I wonder if that ties in with this and I just let him talk. Um, but when we get into the session, my sole goal, I hope, is asking every question that they would want to have asked, mm -hmm. you know, and I mean, I've got, I've got, a, you know, the whole list that I like to do um, to make sure that they're getting everything that they can from it. But then it's always, but I wonder what, what else she would like to know, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I'll, and I'll ask the subconscious that often, you know, what else is there um, that they didn't think to ask that you'd want them to know. But I think, you know, I, I view myself as what, you know, I've been a client before too. And, you know, this is what I wish we would have, mm -hmm. you know, I gave them this information. I wish we would have dived deeper into it. So I, I, that's my, my goal with everybody. Thank you so much. I, yeah. before we finish, I'm going to ask that question. Is there anything that you would like to tell the listeners that we haven't <laughs> talked about? <laughs> Do you have any messages? That's so good. Oh my goodness. That's <laughs> a good one. Um, yes. I would like they hold all their knowledge and all their healing within them. And it's not hard to access QHHT is just a great tool to do that. But all of us, if we just quiet ourselves down, we do this all the time without thinking about it, but ask, what do I need to do about this? And truly trust the first thought that comes in, because that first thought is always coming from that part of us that knows it all. It's always the right answer. And let that guide you instead of getting muddled into the fear and the worry and, oh my gosh, what ifs and how comes. Um, if you just guide yourself with that very first thought, you're going to be in a very good place of solving your, your problem. Thank you so much. I think so many people are going to really take that and trust it too. It's, it's, that's what I say to people, you know, you have all the answers within you. And that's all we're here to do is help you to connect to that part of yourself that's been with you since, you know, since creation. And yeah, yeah I just, I can't wait to talk more about QHHT now because I've kind of wanted to like wait till I spoke to you and I can kind of like speak more about it. But I think I'm really going yeah. to post the furry, the, the furry life because it just, oh, she, she'll, she won't mind me posting it. She's very open to things like that. So I think when I do, uh, post it I'll, I'll send you it so you can have a listen to it oh yes I would love that yeah yeah no I think it's good to talk about because people are waking up at different times and and you know sometimes you know I'm not saying our way is the only way at all it's it's a way of self-discovery yeah but sometimes we're just dropping seeds and and the more seeds you drop the more flowers that pop up yeah well thank you so much for coming on Suzanne I just love speaking to you and getting to know you Oh, it's a pleasure. And I wish you all the best of luck. You're going to do great. You're already doing awesome. Thank you. I'm going to put your links, your YouTube channel, uh, your Facebook, things like that on, on the show notes. People can find you and listen to your amazing sessions. And if anyone's got any questions for Suzanne, I'm sure, you know, email her, just send her a message. I'm sure she'll be happy to reply. And yeah, just like li listen to her YouTube videos. They're really, really amazing. <laughs> They're the things that really keep me inspired you know to to ask questions and to do more clients and yeah I'm excited to see where it's going to take me excellent oh I'm really happy for you this is going to be a great journey thanks Suzanne and thanks for listening everybody chat soon bye If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. 
My name is Nadia De La Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.